0: Well, open your Bibles if you would tonight to uh, Genesis chapter one, and while you're turning there, let me uh, uh, let me take care of a couple of things. First of all, let me say uh, to those of us uh, that are here that were here last week, we're going to build on uh, our lesson from last week. We, this series. Uh, is taking us through the entire Bible, the whole story of the Bible, in 16 verses. And so uh, they should be passing out uh, to you now a, uh, a card uh, that is number two. card. The card has a two on it, and it, it says mankind. And there's a verse there. We'll get to those. And you've got a clear sleeve. Now, next week you're going to get another sleeve. And I hope next week anyway it's supposed to be here next week uh, but uh, we're, this one is your temporary sleeve and no, you don't have to give it back but we wanted you to be able to protect these cards uh, and not uh, and not bend them up and not tear them up keep keep these and then have them so you can work with them at home uh, but we've got some that are uh, that, that have little monograms on them and things about the this series uh, but when those didn't come in hey they need some more back here you got people waving at you man you got somebody over here anybody else oh I got some down here And want to make sure everybody gets some now alright there's some back there yep get some more up here got some got some did everybody get sleeves did anybody get sleeves nobody got sleeves all God's children need sleeves Alright, so I reckon we'll get those. Do you know where those, where those sleeves are, Derek? Are they over here? Is that a package of sleeves on top of that? Right up there? Hey, can you grab some, Andy? And let's just scatter them abroad. Uh, if we can, uh, let's scatter them abroad as sheep having no shepherd. We, we want to make sure everybody gets these because we want you to be able to protect these cards and collect all 16 of them, all 16 of these verses. Uh, of these verse cards. We want to make sure everybody is doing that. So while this chaos is going on uh, here in the auditorium, I do want to say to those of you visiting with us tonight, so glad to see each one of you, uh, Brother Ray's mom is here and finally decided to come to church uh, after being here. We're so always glad when Mrs. Adams is here and the fact Mrs. Adams and Mrs. Adams are sitting together uh, back there, but uh, had a little fall and i and, you don't look any worse to wear. So God bless you. Glad to see you here. Phil Griffith is here. And uh, glad to see Brother Phil in this place tonight. Uh, Phil's, Phil's our friend. And this guy has uh, this guy's fought, fought the fight. And, and keep on fighting, don't you, Phil? And uh, we appreciate Phil. Atumwa, uh, Iowa. And uh, doing, a great, uh, doing a great job uh, for the Lord. Anybody s- still needing some of the sleeves? Uh, Yep, we got sleeves. All God's children need sleeves back here too and get some down on this side. That way you should have your card from last week and uh, you can put them them side by side. If you're a guest with us and you have yet to do so, we would encourage you to reach in the seat back pocket in front of you. Take one of those uh, guest cards and uh, fill that out. Drop it in the offering plate as it goes by. Uh, Actually, we don't do that anymore. Uh, take that it, it, do it a different way take that guest card we haven't done that in three years I don't know if I'm having some kind of a moment here uh, but if you'll take it out to the welcome desk which is straight out the double doors right here they will have a jar of cherry uh, preserves for you and uh, so we want you to have some of those Darryl, so, uh, uh, anybody else needing some he's coming right there uh, there you go uh, need some back over here too. All right, it's good. I love chaos in a service. I mean, the Bible says, "Let everything be done decently and in order," and uh, we've been we've been doing things as orderly as I know how to get this know how to get this done tonight. I was hoping to see Brother Steve Massey here, and I don't think he I don't I don't see him. I don't think he's made it in quite yet. Uh, Steve is the uh, is our uh, leader who's coming to help us with the uh dis- discipled veterans ministry and he will be here this week supposed to be in supposed to be in tomorrow but i heard he might get in today uh, but uh, that disciple veterans ministry is going to be outstanding the first meeting this wednesday night 6 30 p.m in the central hallway if you're a vet i want to highly encourage you Uh, To be here and go to that meeting. I think that's going to be an exciting thing and God's going to use it uh, To reach some veterans. I've had I've been given out the veterans uh, invitation cards and uh, to the meeting and uh, If you've got a veteran that you know somebody that you know Needs the Lord somebody that needs to be in church somebody that's unsafe That's a veteran if you will fill out one of these contact forms. We've got Uh, these new uh, Disciple Veteran new contact cards. If you would fill one of those out and you can drop those not in an offering plate because we don't have those, but into the boxes, the offering boxes at the the back of the auditorium or on the walls in the lobby, um, they will get a personal invitation uh, from the Disciple Veterans Ministry to come to a meeting. And so we're just excited about that, expecting to see Some of the 30,000 vets that are in the Springfield and surrounding areas come and be a part of that. All right? Uh, How many of you were here last Sunday night when we started uh, this particular series? Raise your hand. All right? How many of you learned the verse last week? (laughs) Some of you are really getting nervous about this now. How many of you think you can say it tonight? Can you say it? You raised your hand, Braden. Can you? Can, can you say it? Can you? All right. Come on up here, Braden. Oh no 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 no. Who's got it? Come on up. You got it. You memorize it. I want to hear it. Did you look at your card already? You got a microphone there? Mike, if you don't mind. You didn't look at the card? Awesome. Well done. Okay. Make sure everybody knows your name. My name is Raina. And Raina, what is the verse from last week? For God saw everything that He had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Genesis one thirty one. Well done, Rena. Ah, I knew there'd be some young person who was smart that would get that. All right. Well done, Rena. All right. Uh, now, do we have anybody slightly older? that thinks they can pull that off tonight. Oh, Daryl, good job. Oh, I thought you were coming up here. All right. Hey, Shaq, can we put that one up? Uh, Genesis 131, let's all say it together. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was good. And the, and the, were the, all right. Let's do it one more time. And God saw everything that he had made, and it was good. And the, and the, where the, there you go. All right. That's the one that you memorized for tonight. I don't know. All right. Now, that's the one from last week. Now, let's look at your card for this week. This is Genesis 1:27. Say that. Well, no, 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 no. Say Genesis 127. Genesis 1.27. Yeah, it's always better when I say it with you, isn't it? Let's do it again. Genesis 1.27. Now say it backwards. Genesis 1.27. Okay, you guys didn't know what I was going to do. All right, here's how the first part goes. So God created man in his own image. Say that. So God created man In, his own image. in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Male and created him. So God created, God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he them. Created he him. Created he him. him. Male and female created he them. Male and created Genesis 1:27. All right, let's all say it together all the way. So God created man in his own image. Image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Genesis 1, 27. That is our our memory verse for this week. And so you hang on to that. And uh, we're going to continue to work on those. Uh, So when we looked last week, uh, we had a one-sentence summary of that first verse. Uh, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. A one-sentence summary of week one is this. God created it all. Can you say that? God created it. So if you were here last week, you should have walked away with an understanding that God created everything. That there was nothing that God uh, created that uh, that he didn't create. There was nothing that, that was created that he didn't create. And everything that he created did exactly what God intended it for to do ...for it to do as he created it. In fact, look at our story. The story begins this way. God is the creator of everything in this world... ...and everything did what he wanted it to do... ...and that is good. So that is the beginning of the story. We're telling the entire story of the Bible in 16 verses. We had a staff meeting on Monday... And uh, the staff, uh, they were, they kind of got caught up with that sentence right there. And they said, man, that's going to be long. Is every one of them going to be that long? That's going to be really, really long. And they kept on saying things like, it's long. It's long. It's really long. All right. Well, the shortened version is God created it all. Right. So if we're, if we're just summing up the lesson from last week we are saying God created it all but the story is God is the creator of everything in this world and everything did what he wanted it to do and that is good this week we're staying in Genesis 1 for the second highlight of the story Last week we saw just how critical this chapter is that teaches us a lot about who God is. this week, I want us to see that it also has a lot to say about us. look at our full text for the lesson tonight in beginning in verse twenty seven I hope you have your bibles open there because we're going to be looking in chapter one and quite a bit in chapter two as well throughout Uh, the, the lesson tonight, the message tonight. But look at verse 27. In fact, I'm going to ask that you stand with me now and let's read verses 27 and 28 together. Genesis 1, 27, and 28. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them... And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Lord, we thank you for the truth of your word tonight. And we pray that you would help us to learn exactly what you want us to know about your story, the entire story of the Bible. Help us to get a grasp of the truth tonight and Lord, i pray for somebody here who doesn't know you as savior that this would be the greatest night of their life in which they would trust you for those who may be walking far from you that today they would this would be the night they would take a, a, a turn and they would uh... repent and turn back to you i pray lord that that would happen tonight Lord, i pray for people that may need a church home i pray god that you would just do what you want to do in every heart and life and we'll thank you for it in jesus name amen Thank you. you. may be seated. One of the biggest issues in our culture today is identity. It's identity. Now, who am I? Shad, can you put a picture up for me? I hope you found something. Yeah, I forgot about that picture. I asked you to do something not embarrassing, Shad. Um, do you have another one? Oh. You had to get yourself in there, didn't you? What are you doing to me, son? I, I'm, I'm here. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get some pictures that will be. <laughs> okay, I like that one. You know what that? You know what those pictures are? They're not me. They're not me. Those are images of who I am. It's not the same. If you pull out your wallet, if you're old enough, you've got a driver's license, and on the driver's license, they started putting two pictures. Have you ever noticed that they started putting two pictures of you on your driver's license? Now, I've got the one big fat head picture that they put on the top, and then I've got the little small fat head picture that they put on the bottom. Uh, but, uh, you would think that if they make this picture smaller, it ought to also have a different proportions, Phil. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but, um, but that's not me. That is an image of me. That's an image of me captured in time. When people say, uh, we just got back from Greece and I don't know how many times we had to open up our passports and we had to show Our passports, and they looked at the image of us to determine if the image of us and the us that was standing before them were the same. That was kind of a big deal. They want to make sure that the people who have the authority to do what we were trying to do were the people who were actually doing it. Think about that for just a little bit. Identity is a big, big deal in the culture in which we live. But it's not just being able to legally identify yourself or to be able to have somebody point you out in a picture. But the real question is who am I? I mean, really, who am I? And then what if I don't like who I am? Is is my identity intrinsic or is it something that I earn? Is my identity something that I discover? Is my my identity in some physical characteristic of who I am? Is my identity determined by the job that I have? Is my identity, uh, where do I get my identity from? Where does it come from? And the real question is this what really does it mean to be a human being? Let me ask it a different way. What does it mean to be made in the image of God? What does it mean to be made in? In the image of God. That's really the question we want to answer tonight. And I want us just to look at three aspects uh, from this particular passage of Scripture to help us understand it. First of all, if we're going to understand what it means, we've got to understand the creation of man. Now, as with every biblical text, these verses that we read tonight, uh, verses 27 and 28, must be taken in their context. The context is important in understanding the difference between mankind and the rest of God's creation. Now, hear, me, hear what I said again. We've got to understand. Anytime you read God's Word, study God's Word, you need to understand it in the context in which it's written. And in this particular case, we need to understand. If we're really going to understand who we are and the creation of man, we've got to understand... Uh, the difference between creation of everything else, the world and everything in it, and the creation of mankind. And so, uh, let's look at the narrative in chapter 1. We see the beginning of a pattern that literally continues throughout the creation narrative. We see this over and over again. We, we will see God said, let there be And it was good. You're going to see that over and over again. Look at verse 3. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. It's repeated again down in verses 9 and 10. God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place. And let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth. And the gathering together of the waters called he sees. And God saw... That it was good. And again, we see it in 11 and 12. God said, let the earth bring forth, gra- bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, the fruit, uh, 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 and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed went in itself after his kind. And God saw ha- what? It was good. Verse 14. Verse 14 all the way down to verse 18. We're not going to read all of it, but let's just look at verse 14. And God said, let there be lights in the firmaments of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And to, verse 18, to rule over the day and over the night to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that what? It was good. Look at verse 20 and verse 21. God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and fowl that they may fly above the earth in the opening of the firmament of the heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. It was good. Finally, look at verses 24 and 25. And God said, Let the the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and the beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw again. He saw it. He said what? It It was good. It was good. And now we come to the, to the to the text for tonight and all of a sudden we see that the pattern changes look at verse 26 and god said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth so god create, here's our verse so god created man in his own image In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them, and God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So what is different here? Well, it starts the same, verse 26, and God said, same as before, so far so good, But then it changes. Let us make. God didn't just... Before, God God said, and God said, let there be light. God spoke. But now he said, let us make man in our image. And over in chapter 2, if you want to turn over there for just a second, we get a lot more detail about what happened... Uh, in in verse 26 and 27 and 28 here's kind of the details of what God did verse 7 and the Lord God formed a man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul and the Lord planted a garden eastward in Eden and there he put the man whom he had formed now Uh, Later on what we know is that God would say it's not good that man should be alone. I'll make a help meet for him. Out of the ground the Lord uh, formed every beast of the field, every fowl there, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. Whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that that was the name thereof. Adam gave names. That's verse 20 of chapter 2. But at the end... The Bible says at the end of verse 20, But for Adam there was not found a help meet or appropriate for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. He took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh thereof. And the rib which the Lord had taken from man made he woman and brought her unto the man. So if you look back at chapter 1 and look at all of the the Uh, what God did it was God spoke it happened and it was good but now if you look at, at back in Genesis 1 and verse 31 we just looked at the details of what happened when God created man and woman but if you look at verse 31 back in chapter 1 this was our verse from last week and God saw everything that he had made and behold it was what very good even the language itself, the creation of the first man and the first woman, signals that there is a distinct difference between human beings and the rest of creation. God went to way, as, as Andy Griffith used to say, he went to way yonder more trouble. I mean, God really uh, did more to create man and woman than he did with the animals. And the only explanation is that mankind is the pinnacle of his creation. Why? Let's look at the second point. we looked at the creation of man. Now let's look at the meaning of let us create man in our image. Verse 26, the first part. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Now why the difference... It is... There's a lot of speculation, by the way. I mean, if you read theology books, if you read... I mean, you can get overwhelmed. People, are they will gag in a gnat and swallow a camel on this kind of stuff all day long. What I want us to make sure we understand tonight is what is laid out in the text. And what you will see in the text is that there is one conclusion and only one conclusion that we can draw about why God made Adam and Eve different than he did everything else that he made. And when we study the text, it's easy for us to see that God created Adam and Eve for a specific role. They had a very, very specific role. Mankind was created with entirely different roles uh, than the animals and everything that he talked about before. We are created to serve as his, some called it his image bearers, or his representatives in the world that he created. Now one of the proper methods of biblical interpretation is making sure that we understand what the hearers of that day would have understood when they read the text. So what would the ancient reader understand about this particular thing that we just talked about, that Adam and Eve were created to be the representative or the image bearer of God, Well, in that ancient times, kings would often set up statues of themselves in the areas they ruled to remind the people of ultimately who was in charge. Remember Nebuchadnezzar? Go back and look at the book of Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar did that. And whenever one nation conquered another nation, down would go one statue, up would go another to show who was in charge of that particular area. In our modern day, it's not all that different. I mean, if you, if you remember back uh, when Saddam Hussein was overthrown, that right in Baghdad, one of the images on TV was of them, uh, uh, of the uh, Iraqis putting ropes and everything they could around these statues of Saddam Hussein and pulling them down. Uh, they, they demolished th- this visible indicator Of who was the power. When the Soviet Union disintegrated. They did the same kind of things to the statues and the paintings of Lenin and Stalin. They got removed as well. Well when Genesis claims that people are made in the image of God. This is the one thing that the ancient readers would probably think of. That the image represents a ruler of some sort. God created a three-dimensional image of Himself. Human beings are that image. Now, I told you at the beginning, those pictures of me are not me. They are images of me. God didn't make a bunch of gods. He did not put us in this earth. Listen, there's, uh, there's all kinds of, uh, and I'm going to say it, there are cults out there who've be- in the last twenty-five or thirty years, have become legitimized and brought under the umbrella of Christianity. They are no; they are absolutely not Christian because they they, they deny all the things. They deny the deity of Christ. They deny the Virgin. They deny all the things that a, a, that a somebody who would fall under the label of a Christian. And we can talk about that too. My point is this: there there are those out there who say. That God created certain people to ultimately become gods like he is. That is not what God did. That is not what God did. He never intended for us to be little gods. God created all of us in his image. To represent Him. We were made in the image of God. We were made to rule on behalf of God over the earth. Now you say, boy, this, it, it's really gotten messed up, hasn't it? Well, it wasn't that way in the beginning. That's not what God's intention was. Remember our story. Everything did what it was supposed to do. The way God intended it to do. And that was good. And so when, when God created Adam and Eve and put them on this earth, He did so with an intention for us to rule on God's behalf over the earth. So we are rulers, but we're not images of ourselves. Our identity must be seen by reference to someone else. Someone more powerful than we are. We are the images Of a ruler who has more authority than we do. And that is God himself. Now, one more little thing here that's not so little. But I want to make sure everybody understands it. And we'll lay this last part out. If you notice in verse 27. It says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. The word man there, that, that word is the word human beings. It's not, that is not gender specific. So when God says that he put man, he's talking about he put mankind on this earth to rule. Uh, God designed, the, now both men and women have specific roles that God designed them for both men and women are made in the image of God. We cannot we cannot miss that. That will take you down a very bad trail at home and otherwise. Now, we we understand we are made in the image of God to represent him, to rule over The creation that God created on this earth. So what does that responsibility look like? Look down again at verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Look at verse 28. And God blessed them. And he said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moved upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in which uh, is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat, or for food, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life." I have given every green herb for meat, for food, and it was so. So when we look at, at Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, we read that the earth was without form and void. And it was shapeless and it was empty. And throughout the rest of the chapter, God begins to shape creation. He he uh, separates the the land from the waters. He separates the sky from the stars and and from the earth. and, And he puts everything where it's supposed to be. He begins to feel. Once he has the space laid out, once he has the earth formed and everything the way that he intended for it. And by the way, every time he completed part of it, he said what? It was good. It was good. Man, where... The way he made the seas and the dry land and separated, that was good. And the way he separated the sky from the earth, that was good. And the way he put the stars uh, uh, up in the nights, and the way he put the moon and the sun, if you read that, he's, he's talking about the calendar for time. He's talking about all kinds of things. He's talking about the tides and the everything he did. And over and over, God formed and God shaped and God filled. what God did he, he create, created the boundaries of the outer space of outer space and then he filled it with star. I mean over and over but things changed intentionally so God intended for it to change because after God made man God commissioned Adam in verses 27 to 30 at that point, he turned over the job of shaping and filling everything that he created to humanity, to Adam and Eve. You, you, you follow me? So up until this point, God had sh- he, he had spoken everything into existence, and then he began to shape and move and fill and, and do everything that was necessary For Adam and Eve to exist, and then he made them, and from that point on, he gave them a a responsibility. Being made in the image of God meant that Adam and Eve were able to do what God had created and commissioned them to do. That is a very, very important point being made in the image of God we saw that verse 27 in the image of God made he him male and female made he them being made in the image of God meant that Adam and Eve were capable God made them exactly the way he wanted them to be so that they could accomplish exactly what he intended for them to do While they lived here on the planet. So in this text. God called Adam and Eve to two important responsibilities. The first was. They were called in verse 28. They were called to fill the earth and subdue it. God said unto them. Be be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Now that's, that's a lot more than just. This, now it's time for y'all to go have a bunch of kids. And that's not what he was saying. In, in chapter two and verse eight, God tells us that God planted a garden in Eden. That was the place where God would meet with His people, but it also implies that there was a lot of room outside that garden. That the garden that God had made was sufficient for everything that He had made in that moment. It was sufficient for all of creation, for the animals, for the birds. There was food for everything and everybody. There was food for Adam and Eve. But God said, now it's up to you to expand it. Expand the number of people. He talks about the cattle uh, coming after its kind and every everything came after its own kind. Right? He's talking about their... Cows having more cows and and buffalo having more buffalo and ants having more ants and uncles too. I'm just saying that he's saying, God says that when he made everything, he made it and he made it with the ability at that moment to sustain exactly what it was supposed to sustain. But he commissioned Adam and Eve and he said, listen, I want you to uh, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. He's saying, and then he said, and subdue it. He is saying that the room outside the garden was ready to be filled. It was ready to be worked. And Adam and Eve were called to expand the garden, if you will. It was a command to expand the territory where God himself lived, where God came and met With Adam and Eve. In a way, Adam and Eve were commissioned in that moment as the first missionaries. Because as they had children and humanity expanded... It would be their job as his representatives, as his image bearers on the earth, to make God known to them and to every subsequent generation. Adam and Eve, in that sense, were missionaries. They were sent to make God known to everybody that followed behind. But they were also called to one more thing. In verse 28 again, God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion. They were called to have dominion over the earth. Being made in God's image meant that Adam and Eve, as his representative on the earth, were were commanded to use the earth and its resources. But the implication is they were not to abuse it. This meant that they were to rule the animals and the rest of the earth in the way that God himself would rule it. There was a stewardship responsibility that was given to them over creation. They were to be faithful stewards in the way that God intended for them to have dominion over the earth. So let me kind of wind this up tonight saying this. It's really important for us to remember that at the end of Genesis 1, the creation was perfect. Absolutely perfect. It existed and everything functioned in exactly the way that God intended it. There are people who say, yes, it was a heaven on earth. I don't even think we can understand that. With our sin-tainted sensibilities. I just don't believe it's even possible for us to, to begin to understand it. But what I, what I do know is that God said everything that he is, had made was very good. And God had made the first humans to repre- represent him in this very good creation. They were to expand the dwelling place where God's glory would be on display. And they were to rule on his behalf. But then, Genesis 3 comes. And everything changed. That's what we're going to talk about next week. So what is this all about? The short version is this. God created it all. And we are created in the image of God. But what's the story? The story is, as we read it tonight, God is the creator of everything in this world. And everything did what he wanted it to do. And that is good. God made the first humans to represent him in this very good creation. That's where the story lies tonight and i want to make a couple of, of points of application and and we'll have our invitation time mike if you all want to come and get ready for that the doctrine of the image of god is critical in addressing the majority of social issues of our time Here's a few points that you just need to hear on the basis of what we learned tonight. First of all, every life is valuable because every life bears the image of God. Every life bears the image of God. Then then this follows. Taking life. Abortion, murder, murder euthanasia, the taking of life is wrong. Thirdly, because every person bears the image of God, we should treat all people regardless of any other factor in a way that God would be pleased. Because He made them. And He loves them. And finally, the image of God is the foundation for our identity. Your identity should not be based on what you do, how much you earned, your your possessions, your your sexuality, your preferred gender. Your, Your identity should be completely based on the fact that you were made, you were created in the image of God with a purpose to do exactly what He wants you to do. With your life. That is the great purpose of human beings.